Blog Talk Radio. Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers. Hello, Rob. Hello, Gandhi. Welcome to today's mm-hmm. show. Yahoo! We're um, pretty excited to be with you all again and to have as our guest William Brown back. He is phenomenal, and we're excited to hear the latest and greatest that's going on with that amazing research at the um, Resonance Project and also um, his own research. And um, more and more, I'm seeing, in my opinion, that there is the fusion of science and spirituality coming together. I find that quite exciting. Um, However, before we get into all of that, let's um, touch on the high points of the last two weeks. Rob, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, Yeah, I have been, over the last few weeks, transitioning back into um, reality here in Michigan, in the United States, um, coming (laughs) back off of Bosnia. (laughs) Um, And as we talked about in our last show, um, and I had an interesting experience in Bosnia where my legs sort of had swelled up, and, um, you know, I used the tunnel system to help heal that. Um, And it was a lot of that, like, sort of fear-based energy that was in the area from the war that I think my body was manifesting and bringing out. So over the last two weeks, fascinating enough, it transpired two more times. Wow. Um, Yeah, so I obviously the medical community didn't, all my blood work and stuff came back completely fine. Um, They had their indication of what they thought it was. They thought it was a bug and, you know, multiple other things, but all my blood work and everything else came back fine and cultures and stuff. So it was just very fascinating to see um, that. And the area in which the bug had, or whatever, that was going on with this left leg or left thigh, um, during meditations and uh, deep cranial sacral sessions before, that area of my leg has gone numb before. Where I find it fascinating, this is where the area, so it's almost unle- um, unleasing, unleashing. Uh, Rele- denser releasing? En- uh-huh. Yeah, like denser energies that may have been in that area. Um, so I call mm-hmm. it my upgrade. I call it my DNA upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as we're yeah. shifting into higher, as we're shifting into higher vibrational frequencies, it's just my body releasing whatever denser energy was in there and allowing, which was a lot of fear-based um, for myself and others around me, and how to transform that um, within my my body. You know, um, in in your um, research cycle. For your avatar, because you're in a release life. So Mm -hmm. one of the research life experiences could very well have been injured or shot or, you know, arrow, gun, whatever, we don't know, in that very same spot. And it could have been in a war situation. So the energy of the war of, you know, fear, war, attack, energy in Bosnia, um, you know, probably helped bring that to the surface for release. Mm-hmm. 
primarily because everything is an interesting experience because yeah yeah, it's been going going on for like um god a month and a half now about so about six weeks um so it's very interesting to stay in coherence even know when you know and i and i am bringing that up to share with others to see what i'm going through personally is like i said in my term i call it a dna upgrade of my body uh releasing denser energy so my body can um be in a higher resonance with the new frequencies that are happening all around us and within the earth energy right, and stuff. Right, right. Um, because there's multiple healers and multiple people that I'm seeing even in my own wellness center that are experiencing very similar things. Um, either, you know, some, you know, experiencing things with their heart and their electrical system, this and that, and physical symptoms or physical or what appears to be physical symptoms and them seeking out medical community help and not having any explanation. Um, having their stats and all their functions appear fine and normal, um, but their body showing a different thing. So, um, so yes, I wanted to share that, that, you know, so for other people that are going through a similar experience, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To just try to remain in coherence and, you know, shift. You yeah, know, bring yourself back to your out. center point, back into the joy-love yeah. frequency. And also practice that compassionate observation using that tool of observing compassionately what is transpiring instead of judging or um, you know going into the fear-based frequencies that really helps for clarity as well yeah awesome nature a lot so nature yes well nature's neutral right that brings you right back into coherence that's right that's why we use that as the activator for shifting the heart frequency, nature yeah. and the best. Nature. And being in nature, just when I was taking pictures out there, when I was able to go into nature and use nature as that neutral energy to help shift, it was amazing that the pictures that I created are was able to capture that sun energy in the pictures. Mm-hmm. It's been really mm-hmm. phenomenal you know, the last few weeks. Have, yeah. My pictures have been really interesting and fascinating to capture it in a different way. Yeah, I noticed that too. Well, cool. Our, does that and complete? what's been happening for you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my goodness, lots of cool stuff, and um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I want to get William on. <laughs> but just basically, um, more and more clarity. Um, had this experience a little while back of, and I didn't know what it was until I watched that video of Nassim's um, regarding, uh, it's from his um, DVD called The Black Hole, and it's spelled W-H-O-L-E, and if you haven't seen that vid- that particular video, that DVD, I highly recommend it. Um, I've watched many excerpts from it, and um, I love the way, there's one thing that's so cool about Facebook, is that it, gre- it creates a perfect um, vehicle for our greater self to put in front of you what it is that you're focusing upon, you know, expanding that consciousness and the quantum energy. Pardon me. And so I had this experience in a a divine, in a uh, interdimensional meditation where I had this sort of sense of movement and then went into this place that was complete unity. And I had never experienced anything like that. 
<laughs> it, I, I didn't even know what to, how to talk about it. And um, then I had then I saw this excerpt and from that DVD, the black hole, and in which Nassim is explaining um, that the the um, pardon me the um, toroidal flow that we have the cycling around us, electric coming in, magnetic going out, and in the center there's this vortex, and in the vortex is is that place of unity, like we're enfolding and unfolding, and in that vortex places where we are able to, uh, from this dimension, right directly connect with our greater expanded self, and then we're able to have that experience of um, of being that energy, of being the greater self. I don't have quite sure how to explain it, but at any rate, when I saw that video, I went, oh my God, that's what I experienced. That's what happened. So since Very then, cool. I've been playing with that. You know, whether I'm in a meditation, meditative state or not, I'm learning how I'm discovering or remembering, whatever word you want to use, my avatar, is remembering how to be there, how to be conscious of being there. And that's been interesting. So I'm I'm still playing with it, and as soon as I get a little more clarity on it, I'll be sharing it with others because I think it's a really – it's just part of another little piece of the puzzle, right? You know, like what the mechanics are, what's really happening. So today's show, our guest is the biophysicist, William Brown, and um, he is a – research scientist at the, Res- the Resonance Project Foundation and the Hawaii Institute for Unified Physics. So he'll explain. I think they've moved that to California. Um, the institute may still be in Hawaii, but the project, the Resonance Project, is, I believe, now in California. And so that's good for him because he's not having to get up at the crack of Oh, dark 30 dawn <laughs> to be on the show with us today, which is great. Uh, so he'll explain a little more. He's been on the show a few times and fascinating, expanded intelligence, just brilliant person. And we feel really gifted to uh, be able to share his awareness and knowledge with you all. And well, of course, we'll take questions if you have questions during the show Um I just want to get William on so he can share the latest. Um, there's a lot of good stuff happening, and I think the more we know, the more we wake up. So I think that's good. Uh, last show we had, we interviewed our own co-host, Rob, <laughs> so about his experience, uh, his sacred journey to the Bosnian pyramids, and just fascinating. Before the show started today, William and Rob and I were discussing some of the experiences that Rob experienced as a healer and a um, energy uh, from the standpoint of awareness of energy frequencies and shifts in consciousness and all of that. Pretty fascinating. I definitely have that on my list for next year. I'd really want to go. So, Rob, do you have any announcements for to share about the Wellness Center or anything that you'd like to talk touch on? 
Uh, no, we don't really have any announcements. The only announcement we have is our continued shamanic sound immersion that we do every Wednesday evening, 6.30 to 7.30, um, which is in Royal Oak, Michigan. We will be adding another night shortly, um, probably Monday nights. So if oh, you're in the area, look forward to that because you know, we've had a lot of requests to continue and expand. So we're going to add probably a longer immersion, maybe an hour and a 90-minute instead of a 60-minute. Um, mm-hmm on another night as well. And then two weeks from today, I will be doing a laughter yoga uh, training workshop. So then I'll be able to, I'll, then I, we will be offering that as well, which I look forward to. Oh, I think that's going to be fascinating. I love that. Nothing oh. like being in the joy zone, right? <laughs> right. Laughter is the best place to be. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> um, I don't really have any uh, announcements other than the fact that, I, again, we're open. Uh, Empowered Hoping Press is open for receiving manuscripts from visionary authors at this point in time. We're just wrapping up a few projects. We have a book coming out now, um, channeled in connections with Nikola Tesla, Nikola Tesla, I should say, and um, that's very exciting. However, and so because of the finishing up these big projects, we now have. Um, openings for reviewing new manuscripts. So if you'd like to be published and you have a message, we're looking for new voices because the information that's been out there now for a while, a lot of us just rehashed and, and there's a lot of new stuff that's going on, a lot of changes, a lot of evolution, and we wanted to support the new voices. So if that sounds like you, contact empoweredholebeingpress.com and um, let's see what we can do. Without further ado, <clears throat> let's bring live our amazing guest, biophysicist William Brown. And uh, again, he is a research scientist. He refers to himself as a biophysicist. And in my in my universe, I call that a quantum biologist. It may not be actually accurate, but anyway, that's how I see it too. And uh, he's been doing experimentation and theoretical work to better understand the physics of very complex systems uh, from a biological standpoint as well. So um, I'd like to bring William live, and he can give you a little bit more about his background if you if you would like, and um, we can start talking about what's going on in his world. Hey, William, thanks for being with us today. Hi, Candice. Thank you. Uh, it's so great to be joining you and everyone else once again. Very happy to be on. We're, we feel very, very grateful for your time to share your work with our listeners. Um, I want to mention that William has been a presenter at conferences all over the world. Paris, France. Uh, you were in, what, South America? Oh, uh, Portugal. Um, Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Okay. Okay. And uh, so you've been presenting in major conferences all over the world. And uh, again, we really appreciate your time today to just touch in a little bit about the amazing transformative work and research that you all are doing at the Resonance Project Foundation. Mm -hmm. And... um, Without further ado, I'm just going to pretty much turn the mic over to you, William, and um, maybe you could just give a little bit of um, information about um, 
your background, what you think might be important, and then just go into it. It's all yours. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although um, it's been a, a really uh, expansive uh, time for um, the Resonance Project uh, team uh, and the, the foundation itself. Um, we, we've been uh, expanding operations, uh, which I always take to be uh, a good sign, a good uh, moniker, if you will, of um, uh, we must be putting out uh, some good energy to be having good energy coming back, you know, to support us. And uh, so um, it's been uh, exciting, certainly. Um, yeah, we've uh, expanded our operations um, to the uh, contiguous United States, uh, you know, um, not so isolated anymore out on the uh, Hawaiian Islands, um, although we still um, have a, a certain division of our operations um, uh, out of Kauai, Hawaii. Uh, you know, it's a, such a, a beautiful and, and special place. Um that uh, the kind of work that can be done there is, is unique. Um, we certainly um, work with the dynamics, the energy of that uh, location. Um, you know, that's that's kind of uh, what I guess I, I even really like about the team of the Resonance Project Foundation is that although we're uh, primarily interested in science and even technological innovation, it's not just a, a mental thing for us. You know, we understand that uh, that's only a small part of, um, uh, you know, a larger mosaic of uh, bringing about understanding and innovation. Uh, so, you know, um, working with uh, uh, subtle or intuitive capacities, um, energies even, um, is just as important, if not more so, as, you know, purely cognitive, uh, you know, theorizing and uh, even empirical-based research. So, um, you know, and I think that's why... Uh, some of what comes through uh, speaks to so many people. It, it kind of touches on a uh, universal truth uh, when you know it's it's uh, coming from uh, you know a more well-rounded, more holistic approach. Uh, that it, you know is is um, allowing for for the, those intuitive. Uh, capacities to come through as well. Uh, that's why yeah, I see it, especially with with Martin's work. Uh, so much of what comes through him, although it's it's uh, shaped or even refined and presented by that kind of logical scientific mind, where it has great application. You know, I think a, a lot of it is coming from an intuitive or even higher uh, place. You know, and so it kind of has this, this, it touches on this uh, a universal wisdom, this universal truth uh, um, 
at least touches on it. You know, I'm not saying it it is <laughs> like this uh, absolute universal truth. I'm sure that uh, you know that's always um, something we're striving towards. Um, uh, so always, always questioning everything. But um, yeah, so uh, you know, there's been a transition of sorts. Uh, I'm in a new place, uh, living in a new place. Uh, just just recently transitioned, uh, so uh, that's been on my mind a little bit more so than uh, uh, a lot of uh, research. But uh, I've been able to get refocused uh, uh, back into some of the work that we had been doing before. Uh, this this kind of uh, huge transition, uh, but you know it, it followed uh, almost right on the heels of uh, uh, you know this kind of world tour, this this conference that I went on, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, lecturing and uh, presenting in, in three different uh, cities, uh, you know, in, in Europe and and. Uh, uh, America, you know, uh, that uh, was you know, um, extremely uh, exciting. Um, uh, for instance, the uh, conference that I had mentioned earlier uh, that occurred in uh, Portugal, um, it, this was a really a fantastic event. It was with uh, the uh, International Academy of Consciousness. And this is a group uh, not much unlike uh, the Resonance Project Foundation. Um, you know, they're um, very much uh, scientifically oriented uh, institutes conducting uh, primary research, um, you know, following a, um, you know, really uh, rigorous scientific method. Uh, I, I was actually really pleased with uh, the level of integrity uh, that they were conducting their research with. You know, um, I got to review a lot. Uh, they presented quite a bit of their research, even at the conference. Um, uh, where, uh, for instance, they were um, mapping the flow of subtle energy or biological energy which you might call orgone or chi energy, and they were mapping that using um, uh, functional magnetic resonance imaging technology, uh, fMRI. Um, very, very interesting results. Uh, it sounds course, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, um, you, you know, uh, the uh, director, uh, you know, he, he wasn't saying that, you know, they had any conclusive evidence or anything. Uh, he just was presenting what they had seen and, you know, the questions that it raised and, you know, um, you know, left it that they were going to be conducting, you know, more uh, rigorous experimentation to really nail it down. But, uh, you know, it, it was one of the first times that I've seen really good uh, physical evidence um, uh, demonstrating um, the flow of, of this energy, 
uh, orgone or chi energy. Um, he, you know, I like how he referred to it as uh, biological energy, life energy, you know. Um, is there some place that it, we can, uh, uh, like, I could go in, on the Internet and um, get more information about this or actually see some mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, research evidence? Yeah, you know, because he has uh, these fantastic videos of it. Um, now, I don't know if he has those specifically available, but um, if you go to uh, YouTube, actually, um, I'm going to see if I can get it exactly right, um, but if you go to uh, YouTube, uh, they have a channel. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, and I think it's just uh, the Institute. Uh, or um, Inter International Academy of Consciousness. Um, so they actually, yeah, if you uh, uh, type that in, they have a channel called uh, Consciousness TV, uh, and there's a, a lot of great material there. Um, you can take a, a tour of their campus, out in uh, Portugal. Um, uh, actually, uh, that is with uh, the the director, well, former director that I was talking about, uh, who presented the fMRI uh, um, research, uh, uh, Wagner Allegretti. Um, but uh, their uh, their campus is really neat. Is really cool uh, because uh, you know it's. Um, I guess for me it was already extremely interesting because it was in Portugal, which you know is a fascinating little place. Um, but uh, their their uh, campus uh, is set up where they have uh, all these observatories. Uh, if you've ever been to um, uh, astronomical observatory, you know there's that those white domed spherical right, buildings. Right, right. Uh huh. And, uh, um, you know, I I, I grew up uh, uh, next to an observatory, a uh, Lowell Observatory, um, and it, it was like one of my favorite places. Uh, just just being there. With the instruments, the telescopes, and, and everything. Um, uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, on their canvas, they, they have all these observatories. But whereas, you know, in the astronomical observatories, these, you know, uh, colossal devices looking out, looking far out into space, mm -hmm. their observatories were are built to look in into wow. inner space. Uh, and for me, this uh, is just so pivotal because, um, you know, our, our, our science is uh, really good at looking out, uh, but uh, a huge deficit, if you will, or missing piece is looking in. Um, so 
you know, as uh, if you want to understand where you're at and what's out there, you build an astronomical observatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to understand uh, what's inside and, and you know who and what you are, you know, you can build the um, observatory to look within, uh, and that's uh, what they had, uh, what they have at this campus, um, and essentially. Uh, you know, they're um, kind of like um, uh, isolation uh, um, uh, uh, areas. Uh, so, you know, to definitely um, isolate oneself from um, the environment, you know, uh, um, external noise and um, whatnot. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, in these um Observatories. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what they call them. Uh, that's what I, I call them. <laughs> um, but they're able to uh, study uh, consciousness. Um, you know, uh, promote um, you know inner experiences, um, out of body experiences. Uh, what are called um, you know astral projections, etc. Oh, I want to go um, there. And, I want to go to this place. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, and, and, you know, uh, the, the, the people are just so uh, wonderful. You know, really nice, super in, intelligent, brilliant, you know, uh, but, you know, emotionally, psychically, uh, cognitively, you know, uh, just really fantastic, you know. <laughs> I would love um, to have them do, like, to do, um, hook me up, whatever my equipment, when I do an interdimensional meditation, I'd love to see what kinds of things happen. Uh, uh-huh. It'd be so interesting um, to me. If they, if they could record, like, where the energy is flowing. Yeah, exactly. What kind of frequency changes are occurring? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because uh, it's yes. it's palatable. I mean, it's major. And I would yeah. really, it would be so cool to be able to get data feedback on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, that, that was something that had struck me even, you know, early on when, when I began, you know, some of these techniques, um, especially, you know, ones I've been taught on, on, you know, moving the energy around, you know, because, you know, so often it's it's really important on on moving the energy to a specific location, Uh, you you know, whether it be the the heart area Mm -hmm. or the eye area, you know, uh, which, you know, such locations have very specific uh, um, uh, physiological uh, uh, organs that uh, have some pretty amazing <laughs> functions, you know, so drawing energy into those areas is, are going to do things. Uh, but, you know, moving the energy, it, it was it, it's tangible, you know, I, I can... Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, Remember when we um, we were playing around that, that one time and I guided you on um, stimulating your pineal to excrete DMT? Uh-huh. And, oh. Yeah. And that whole experience, I mean, that's just another example of, of when we focus our consciousness, 
the third dimension, the physical, responds because it's programmed to. Mm-hmm. And um, so it'd just be interesting to to get that data, you know, mm-hmm. to get that, right. to get, you know. So that's going to go and, on my list. <laughs> and, 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 you know, something about that is that I, I could feel uh, the the influence that was uh, of being guided by you in me. You, you, mm. you know, uh, I, I could feel how, you know, you were facilitating the movement of some of that energy and opening the pineal gland. And the thing about that is that, uh, you know, they had shown uh, uh, the same kind of uh, uh, um, uh, results where, um, you know, um, especially if a a, a psychic individual or a healer, uh, let's say, uh, was directing energy to a, a, a location in the participant, they were able, they were showing you know a correlation of the movement of this energy uh, by that third party person you know the, the person who was doing it remotely mm-hmm. you know um, uh, you know so uh, just all and then you know that's another great example of you know space time, you know, these things are constructs to a certain degree uh, because um, although that's what we experience, uh, you know, at the center, it's it's oneness, it's that singularity. Exactly. You know, uh, Energy is non-local, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so it, it it that's the whole illusion of separation is just only here in the third dimension. It doesn't mm-hmm, exist mm-hmm. anywhere else, not any other dimension, mm-hmm. not any other place. It's just mm-hmm. here for this holodeck, mm-hmm. and it has a serves a huge purpose because it mm-hmm. creates a space to experience oneself as separate. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Um, nowhere else can we. We as mm-hmm. greater self, I mean, you know. If if we use the premise that, as our base, that uh, we already are the great consciousness, the, the greater self, God, whatever you want to call it, right? The the oneness energy. If we already, if we already are that, how could you possibly separate from yourself? You can't. The only way you can create um, uh, a research opportunity for self-exploration is by creating this third-dimensional holodeck so that um, there was an ability to separate, you know, to experience a separateness. And if we also use as a basis for our premise that the toroidal flow that everything has, where it's electric, magnetic, you know, moving in and out into that vortex, gathering data and then sharing and and interacting with ourself as greater self through that vortex space, that place where we go into the oneness, you know, in the center, that like whirlpool. To me, that makes so much sense because of what I've experienced and also just understanding how energy works or how it functions, the mechanism, to me that seems so logical. How we can all mm-hmm. be separate and yet be one. Because mm-hmm. 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 you can't separate, mm-hmm. really. It's mm-hmm. just that, and maybe perhaps 
the toroidal flow that we all have is part of the program, the bigger quote unquote program to help hold the illusion of separateness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it takes a lot of work that uh, produce the 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 uh, experience of, of separation. It takes a lot of work. <laughs> mm-hmm. It actually, does. Uh, uh, it's actually amazing uh, how we can even experience it to the degree that we do, you know, in this particular construct. Um, given how uh, uh, intricately interconnected all things are, just a great oneness, cohesive whole, you know, it's, um, it, it takes a, a lot of work to produce the uh, the, the illusion of separation, uh, which is just interesting that it takes us so much work to get back to the realization of unity, you know. <laughs> Well, I think that's, I think it's brilliant how it's constructed because uh-huh. here in the third dimension, well, I think not just here in the third dimension, but I think it's true in this whole holistic way. Um, what we focus upon expands, right? So um, the the program here for the third dimension to hold the illusion of separation is brilliant because it's reactive. People, humans, whatever, it doesn't even matter. It could be animals. We, um, it's programmed so that things happen around us, which the, there is not the awareness that was those events and transactions are after the fact First, a transmission of energy, a certain vibrational frequency of programming went out into the quantum field, and then that was replicated here, right? It's like first transmission, then co-creation. However, without that awareness, it creates the perfect mechanism for creating a self-perpetuating loop on a certain frequency bandwidth. We we transmit unconsciously, create certain events. Then we're re. When I say we, I mean humans. You know, uh, everything here in the third dimension. We're reactive to those events, right? And when we're reactive, we expand that same frequency. Usually, it's fear-based, and then it happens again. And then. Then we walk around and say, "That's my truth. Look what's happening. That must mean it's real, right?" And the whole thing is fabricated by our transmissions. It's created by us. Exactly. That's the part that's so brilliant, I think, here in the third Mm -hmm. dimension. I think what a great way to uh, sustain and perpetuate the illusion of separation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gosh, um, uh, that's... uh, yeah, being, being uh, uh, such such powerful creators, uh, you know, if it's uh, done with a level of, um, uh, you know, um, not uh, uh, realizing or knowing, uh, you know, yourself and 
and uh, what you're focusing on, you know, bringing the subconscious into the conscious, et cetera, uh, you know, um, yeah, it can produce uh, some pretty um, intense uh, experiences or events, uh, intense experiences of separation, uh, loss, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, I think uh, coming to to know uh, uh, the dynamics, uh, the mechanisms of that process, how it's operating here, you know, can uh, work just as amazingly, just as brilliantly to bring us into to you know great uh, connection. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's the same mechanism. It's just Mm -hmm. whether we're transmitting primarily joy love, what I call joy love frequencies, or Mm -hmm. fear based, fear anger based frequencies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what we transmit, it's going to get replicated. It's just that's the mechanism. But however, when when we wake up, when we pardon me, when we reawaken to who we really are, that's when that opportunity arises to begin to experience free will, in my opinion. Because up until then, we're just running a loop. We're running the program. And I don't really believe there is free will until we reawaken to the fact that we are we have that co ownership, you know, the co creator ownership of what it is that's being created that I don't care what happens, we're part of it. Nothing happens out of nowhere. Transmission mm-hmm. has to happen first. Uh-huh. And I know it's a tough that's a tough concept for a lot of people to to embrace because mm-hmm. it is such full, complete ownership. Mm-hmm. However, once we do I and it's been my experience, there becomes a freedom that I, as an avatar, had not yet experienced. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, one of the ways that, that I like to frame it, you know, a particular perspective to to, to see it, is that uh, you know we're kind of um, uh, inculcated with the view that you know we're a being that has this thing called consciousness experiencing an external reality. Uh, and so whatever comes from the external reality is objective and real. And whatever happens inside is subjective and illusionary. <laughs> uh, whatever interpretations we might have of it, et cetera. And this is very much the scientific paradigm um, that, you know, uh, if you want the truth, you've got to look uh, outside, you know, with the external world for objective realization. Uh, one of the things that ends up ha- uh, um, producing, though, is that um, scientifically, it's taking it, okay, so the internal world then is subjective and not real. Uh, so, th- therefore, it's not amendable to uh, scientific discourse. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. So essentially, uh, people who begin to talk about uh, a study of consciousness 
are at best, you know, relegated to the domain of, of philosophy. Uh, or at worst, you know, we call it like um, mystics or, or, or New Age spiritualists, etc. You, you know, uh, but and you know, this is is something that um, you know stuck out to me very prominently even at this this conference. You know, at the the um, international uh, uh, first international congress of conscientiality, you know, the study of consciousness. Uh, you know, is even like a final discussion. It was raised. You know, how do we bridge objective science, uh, science of the external objective world, with subjective uh, phenomenology, uh, subjective phenomena of uh, consciousness, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it was just really difficult for me because uh, even the way the question is posed in that manner uh, is a fallacy, is, is incorrect to begin with, mm. uh, because we're not a being, a consciousness experiencing an external reality, uh, we are conscious. We're in mm-hmm. consciousness. Uh, it's not an external and an internal world. It's one thing, one continu- continuous thing. Uh, the inside and the outside. It, 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 there is no separation between the two. Uh, exactly. So, you, know, uh, you are, if anything, ex- experiencing your consciousness. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look around yourself, <laughs> when events occur, that's your consciousness. Uh, uh, and if you want validation of that, you know, start focusing on a particular thing and watch it come up in the external world all around you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, my God, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh-huh. Is there anything okay. we're uh, we're getting uh, closer um, to the end of the show? But I I would like mm-hmm. to ask you a question: Is there anything that um, particular topic having to do with your more quantum approach to researching the biological systems um, that has really struck you in the last six months that you've come across that just like what was like an epiphany moment? Yeah, uh, w- one of the, the, you know, biggest things that, that uh, I've just been preoccupied with um, is um, understanding, uh, I- I'm, I'm trying to think how to say this in, in very uh, non-technical terms. I might give kind of a technical uh, um, description of the first and then kind of try to... Yeah, yeah. Little, that sounds good. Uh, to uh, basically, you know, uh, explain uh, a quantum uh, phenomena with a general relativistic approach, uh, which is a unified physics. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, uh, I'm thinking in terms of, of quantum phenomena occurring in the biological system or even in, in complex systems in general, which is not you, what 
quantum physicists are, are usually thinking about. They're, they're usually thinking about uh, a, a very uh, simple idealistic gas. You know, uh, right, um, right, right. You know, as if it's it was, as if it was separate. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, but um, the uh, application of um, a, a general relativistic approach, which actually really means uh, geometry. Uh, and, and now, anybody who's familiar with Nassim's work you know, uh, realize how much he talks about and focuses on geometry. Right, uh, exactly. You know, because it's it's pivotal, uh, especially um, in the unification of physics. Uh, but the general relativity, uh, uh, relativity is talking about the geometry of uh, space, space and time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, uh, it would seem that wouldn't have much of anything to do with quantum phenomenon like uh, entanglement. You know, the the very strong correlation uh, that can arise between systems, uh, uh, between uh, particles, mm-hmm. uh, where. You know, they behave as if there's no separation of space and time between them. Exactly. Right, right. Well, there is a way to explain that with the geometry of space and time, where the geometry of space and time between these systems is such that uh, there there is no separation between them. Beautiful. Uh, So... so, um, now, in terms of the, the biological system, uh, where uh, you, you're undoubtedly having um, entanglements uh, in some of the, these uh, macro-molecular structures, uh, you know, this has been experimentally verified. Uh, you know, um, uh, quantum entanglements, uh, well... Um, uh, like th- things like uh, electron uh, quantum tunneling uh, in, in uh, chloroplasts, and, and even more importantly, in, in uh, mitochondria. They, they mitochondria, in, in, I think, is a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, uh, the purpose yeah. that mitochondria serves is far greater than what I think science has completely understand uh, understood so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, excitingly, um, it, it, it's it, it's starting to um, uh, emerge. You know, the the importance mm-hmm. is it, it, starting to gain a little bit of attraction, uh, even in, in the, the canonical, yeah, mainstream uh, science. I mean, um, I, I was just reading uh, a major report in uh, Nature. On uh, mitochondrial reticular ne- networks, uh, so how the, the mitochondria form, you know, these the filamentary, multiply connected, you know, kind of and fractious networks uh, through the cell, 
But mm. in terms of body, uh, through the body, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because um, like uh, uh, in, in skeletal tissue, skeletal muscle tissue, which is most of the body. Um, I, I mean, um, uh, a great percentage of the body is, is skeletal muscle tissue. Um, you know, it's it's. Yeah, exactly. But after that, there's just mostly water, <laughs> which is a great, which is a great conductor of vibratory, you know, in frequency frequency information. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, so and kind of a continuous network through the body as well. Um, but you know, the the muscle uh, uh, is a, a um, it, it, it's not comprised of single cells. Uh, the cells fuse together. Exactly. Two, uh, multinucleated. Uh, like strands. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And so the, the mitochondrial reticular network, you know, extends through, you know, continuously through these tissues, you know. Uh, and... Uh, here is this, you know, amazing communication uh, matrix, uh, uh, mm-hmm. intercellularly, uh, intercellularly, you know, um, uh, that is, you know, shown empirically to utilize uh, quantum phenomena such as uh, um, uh, electron tunneling. Uh, mm-hmm. A strong correlation entanglement. Um, mm-hmm. Now, th- uh, the reason why that becomes important is looking at that uh, general relativistic uh, um, description of quantum phenomenon, explanation of quantum phenomenon, how it's occurring via a special, let's say, Geometry of space-time, uh, specifically uh, a filamentary, fractal, or infractuous network of space-time itself. Uh, once again, uh, you know, the, the, uh, basically a complete recapitulation of this this structure, this network. You know that we see so prominently in information processes like you know neurons and uh, mm-hmm. molecular level uh, uh, mitochondria and uh, microtubules. Um, you have the same pattern, uh, a a neuronal arborization pattern. Uh, you, you know, and so it's it's kind of very uh, uh, suggestive, you know, if form recapitulates function, <laughs> you see mm-hmm. the same form uh, over uh, all these different scales and all these different systems performing the same function. Exactly, you know? exactly. After I saw um, a video, like a, it was like a microscopic video showing um a um the spines you know on the 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 dendritic spine mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. showed in it like two 
mitochondria um, crowding inside the spine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another one trying to get in, and it and it just it just struck me how the the mitochondria. Uh, I'm saying that right. Anyway, um, how they um, are taking the frequency information because the spines only pop up when we're in higher consciousness, when we're in that expanded joy love, because they retract mm-hmm. when we're in fear base, right? So mm-hmm. it's part of that. Uh, network or mechanism for interconnectedness on a greater mm-hmm. on the the uh, greater consciousness scale, not the blocking information. That they mm-hmm. would take that and then disperse it through mm-hmm. to where they needed mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. 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 And then what you're well, saying is that there's this network that they actually extend out these tendrils, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Well, and so you know, not only is it going to function in, in uh, um, you know, conducting it to where it needs to go, you know, directing it, uh, information, the information where it needs to go, but it's also a, a transduction or, um, you know, step down, step up type process. So uh, going across the magnitude of scale, uh, so, you know, um, a spine, you know, a dendritic spine, is small compared to a dendrite, uh, a mm-hmm. dendritic sentence. Right. You know, you can have hundreds of spines on uh, a, a dendritic process, uh, mm-hmm. a, a synapse. Um, you know, so all these little synapses. The spine is huge compared to the, the, the mitochondrial reticular uh, network. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, you know, you can go from this kind of, uh, let's say, macroscopic scale to microscopic scale to quantum scale, and you know, if you if you go down far enough, uh, it, it goes to that point of singularity. That um, exactly, uh, and you know, uh, at that point of singularity, um, it's it's just oneness. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but, it's all unified. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I agree with you in in my own experience, and we're getting close to the end of the show here. In my own exper- experience, I've I've experienced that in the interdimensional meditation, seeing the parallels. Like, and we have those sayings like, uh, "What uh, uh, what's below? Uh, what is it? What is that saying? Uh, so what is it below? So is it, yeah." Above and below, whatever, and oh. it's true. And the Sims work also is highlighting that because he's showing the interconnectedness. And he, the use of geometry is really brilliant because everything has a structure. There is a construct. It's not, it's not happenstance. And uh-huh. I think as we begin to appreciate the, um, the brilliantly designed program or system that um, it begins to free, I, for myself I'll speak, freed me from feeling like it was the us-them thing, feeling like there mm-hmm. was some kind of victim energy as being my reality, when in truth it's not. It mm-hmm. frees us mm-hmm. from that, and that us-them yeah. victim energy is a key element for supporting the illusion of separation. Absolutely, you know it, it, it's so important 
to 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 come into an empowered uh perspective. Uh to to mm-hmm. know it. To to actually like know it. And, and knowing it is is acting on it. And that is extremely empowering. You know, when it, you, you you stop the, the, the victimization uh mentality where you're helpless. Uh, you're at the whims of this external world <laughs> that mm-hmm. you have no power uh, or say mm-hmm. over. Uh, you, you know, when you step out of that, uh, you become an integral component, a transformative component, driving innovation, uh, driving uh, uh, synergy and centropy, uh, you know, bringing the system, uh, in this case, you know, whether it's your, your own life, uh, your, your being, your body, uh, or the civilization and culture you live within, you know, it's, it's one continuous spectrum, uh, all interconnected. Uh, Absolutely. You, you know, become a, a driving, ordering factor to, to greater cohesion, unity, uh, coherence, um, you, you know, so uh, a, a person becoming empowered is a world-changing event. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a person yes. that, that can yes. now go out and uh, have a really positive, influential uh, um, uh, impact on, on uh, the world. And it's true their empowered being, uh, just being uh, empowered and responsible, you, you know, for their life uh, and, you know, what is occurring around them. It's, it's, uh, um, it does. It creates that, a shift. That's what I mm-hmm. say. Together we create a sh- this shift. And how mm-hmm. we do that together is by individually having full ownership. Very well said, by the way, William. I'm totally in agreement with you. Um, that... Uh, by being in full ownership, number one, and number two, by embracing our tr- my own or our own true identity is being the greater self. We already are yeah, the greater self. Yeah. And, um, and that the rest of whatever our avatar, you know, has experienced or it's a belief, instead of believing that the story or the research program for the avatar is our identity, by by embracing our true identity, then we're able to have a new kind of greater expanded perspective and, co- and, and construct for who we are. And then the victim energy can is not even appropriate anymore. It, it no longer serves because we understand yeah. who we really are. So... Mm-hmm. On that note of empowerment, <laughs> we're going to end this episode. Um, and I just want to say, gosh, it's been so great to hang out with you, William, and and listen to what's been going on for you. And um, again, I want to state, I've said this to you before in private, um, how much I appreciate, and I'm sure many, many, many others appreciate your devotion and uh, to your work and your research and the Resonance Project. And if anyone's interested in the Resonance Project, 
Um, would you? Uh, we have the website link in uh, the show description, but William, would you go ahead and uh, say the URL again for everyone? Yeah, yeah so it's um, uh, resonance, uh, uh, so like as in to, to resonate, R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E, uh, resonance.is. Um, IS is in uh, institute. Um, and, you know, a really important thing uh, is that um, there's a lot of links from that page, but uh, we have a Resonance Academy. Um, and, and that can be looked up uh, uh, as well, uh, resonanceacademy.is, um, um, I believe. Um, and uh, the Resonance Academy uh, is basically uh, a comprehensive online course that we've created uh, that, you know, gives all this information and more. Uh, you know, it, it's um, uh, a fantastic um, learning uh, uh, tool uh, that, that can be uh, uh, accessed and utilized. Um, and so uh, that's available. Um, you know, it's a, a very interactive uh, format. Uh, you, you know, you, you get... Um, uh, monthly or even almost weekly calls with um, uh, Nassim uh, and other faculty members uh, like myself. Uh, you know, group discussions. You know, where uh, we'll be. Oh, that sounds amazing. Making questions that um, uh, uh, in online form. Uh, you know, where uh, uh, you know I, I've I've spent. You know, many uh, many hours on on that, uh, um, talking with with uh, other students or, or you know uh, individuals and answering questions and, and delving into this kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the the forum is almost an entire course uh, <laughs> in itself. Um, you know, it's uh, so I, I really I think. Great resources available uh, for anybody interested in uh, going into to unify uh, holofrequographic physics and, and quantum biology uh, in, in greater detail. Uh, you know, we're, we've really worked hard to to give um, you know high quality, uh, high integrity resource for that. So uh, that's something that's, that's available now. And if that resonates with any of you listening today to the show or if you listen to it on demand, I encourage you to check it out. This could be what you just needed, the best thing that you needed. So, like I said, if it resonates with you, check out the Resonance, there you go, Academy. And um, I think you'll be really pleased. It's something that I'd like to do myself, actually. Um, so I want to say thank you again, William, Rob, Um my our co-host, he's awesome, Rob. Thank you for being here with yeah. us. And um, as far as our next episode coming up in a couple of weeks, Rob and I will figure out what that's going to be, right, Rob? <laughs> right. We don't know yet, but let, let's just see what unfolds. Uh, it, and I'm not going to end the show with um, uh, Divine Heart Coherence. We're, over, we're we ran way over, but that's okay. 
So I'm just going to encourage everyone to um, use some space in nature, some experience they personally had in nature, which is a wonderful invoker of a neutral joy-love frequency. And just focus on that until you feel that warmth and expansion in your heart and allow that to carry you through your daily life. Find your joy zone and come back to it because that is your center point. That's your point of singularity, right, William? Yep, Uh, nature, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you uh, until we're together again. May joy be with you. And we'll see you and we'll be together in two weeks. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.